If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 152 of SwiftCast. This is Nate, Adam, Steph, Ashley, and Haley. So we have a really exciting episode for you guys this week. Uh, We're going to be talking about a few cool things, uh, namely a couple of interesting things that Taylor has released over the past week. For starters, this would be the, I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now, the Apple ad that Taylor just released, the second one of this series of ads that she's going to be releasing, where she ends up singing one of my favorite songs of all time, The Middle by Jimmy E. World. And so she's just there and, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's really cool. She's head banging and lip syncing and, you know, doing all these things. And so Ashley's going to paraphrase for you guys um, a quote from Larry Jackson, who is Apple Music's head of content, where he is talking about Taylor's ad campaign with Apple. Well, one interesting thing that is mentioned here is that the director of, I guess, all of the ad spots is Anthony Mandler, who Taylor has worked with before, I think most notably the I Knew You Were Trouble music video. Right. Which is still one of my favorite videos that she's ever done. And so they said that basically the goal behind the spots was to be more than just a typical ad. And Larry Jackson said, how do we get someone's attention who's bombarded all day by so much media? How do we cut through the clutter and do something that isn't just more wallpaper or elevator music, which is what a lot of ads are? Taylor had an idea that was so good and so simple, it was tough to take it to anyone else as it wasn't a conventional idea. So I'm guessing that they came to an agreement that Taylor would be doing ads for them, but hadn't really worked out the specifics of what the creative would be. And then once they talked about it more, realized that she takes a very hands-on approach to everything. So do you think that Larry Jackson in that quote that you just read about Taylor having an idea that was so good was specifically referencing the newest ad, which is the Jimmy Eat World song, or... Could it have been the first ad, which was the treadmill one? Or is it more in general? Or I think he was referencing the whole campaign. Yeah, and I, so I think the overarching theme of all of the ads seems to be, I think it was every song for every moment. And so it's Taylor doing different things. First she's working out, then she's going out. So what do you guys think will be the next playlist? Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. I feel like... It'll be doing something around the house, like something in the kitchen. Baking. Baking playlist, yeah. <laughs> Baking playlist. I wonder if Apple Music can have Thug Story as a song you can stream. Thug Story. <laughs> I could definitely see her do a driving in the car playlist. Well, it doesn't that go back to what we've been speculating from when people saw her filming what we thought was the new Romantics video? Oh, yeah. Oh, that could be. That's a good point. I'm calling it now. Mm, we're going to be on point with these every week. Well, going into the activity playlist, all the ones Apple shows up is breaking up, barbecuing, celebrating, chilling out, cooking, dancing, driving, entertaining, feeling blue, 
getting it on, getting ready to go <laughs> out, which I believe that's the one she just did, kicking back, partying, romancing, running, studying, vacationing, waking up, working, and working out. Cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. See, now that changes, I guess, what I was going to say, but I can see her doing one where she's like out and about and trying to like block out the paparazzi. I was just thinking back to in the past, like a lot of times we've seen her where she'll be coming out of somewhere and she knows there's a swarm of them and she just puts in her earbuds. So that made me think of that. Right. But definitely like entertaining. I could see barbecuing. (laughs) (laughs) Barbecuing. And I just have to agree with Larry Jackson on how smart this ad campaign is because I don't know if you guys agree, but I rarely watch commercials. You know, if you're watching something and the commercials come on, you usually tune out because they're boring or not creative. But both of these ads that have come out so far are really interesting. And I know it's because, one, Taylor is such a huge star and people know who she is. But just the way they're filmed makes them very interesting. You know, the treadmill, oh, what's going to happen there? And then, oh, she starts, you know, lip syncing and kind of going crazy. And it's just something simple, but something fun and gets the viewer's attention. And so there seem to be a lot of like crossover tie-ins and things we're talking about because later when we talk about a recent interview Taylor did, she mentioned that if she was not a musician, that she would be in advertising. And I think she definitely has the creative mind for that. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. You know, the other thing I noticed too, speaking on her creativity, if you guys remember the old Apple commercials, okay, I'm talking uh, like 10 plus years ago, probably at this point, but it was like the very first iPod commercials that came out. It'd be all the colors and it'd be the silhouettes of people and they're like dancing with their iPods. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. The white earbuds in. Yeah. Okay. So when those first came out, that was this brand new commercial, this brand new approach and always with a really catchy song that they that they'd applied to it. But it was so simple and it was such effective advertising. iPod just like exploded. I remember that very vividly. Yeah, absolutely. That's what these commercials remind me of. It's so simple and just to the point, but very interesting and entertaining to to watch. It it reminded me a lot of that. And so there's a little bit more to the quote. Larry Jackson also said, if this was a song, I was her producer. In that sense, the producer encourages the artist to get to where they want to go. When you're dealing with an incredible artist, all you need to do is be a savvy sounding board to get the result. And that sounds very much like what pretty much all of her collaborators have said for every album. Absolutely. So then he also clarifies, which I think we already had speculated, but this is a multi-part campaign. And then he wouldn't say exactly how many more ads that she might release, but he did say, our strategy is actually to roll this campaign out like we would a record. You release one single, it's got a certain longevity. Then the next single drops. What we're doing here to avoid it fading out is using the same cadence as an album. Spot comes out, hype dies down two weeks later, then out comes another spot. Same thing happens, then drop the next one. So we're using the same approach as we would with singles. Which again is another really unique creative strategy. So I'm very interested to see. So it seems like the next one probably will be coming out on Monday, May 2nd. And then I guess however many after that. I wonder how they calculate these longevities. I wonder, you know, for these singles, especially for these ads, what their target date is. I don't know. That's that's interesting to me. Because sometimes I feel like a single of Taylor's goes on the radio and I feel like it's not on the radio long enough. It doesn't deserve um, or it deserves more airtime than it, than it really gets. I'm sure they're referring to a lot of studies that have been done about length that the life of an ad should be and that there's data behind it. Hmm. Two weeks, huh? That's the magic number. 
Yeah, I don't know. I majored in advertising in college, and I so wish that I was still in classes now because I feel like this must be something that a lot of people in in that industry are discussing because it's obviously very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool though. Hmm. Interesting. Well, this particular ad had a huge effect on iTunes. Jimmy Eat World's song "The Middle" jumped up into the fifties on the iTunes chart, and this is a song from two thousand one. So I just think it's always cool to see the power of Taylor, how (laughs) she can take something from 2001, 15 years ago, and it shoots up the iTunes chart. So there's so many possibilities, but I'm just curious, do you guys have any specific songs that you think will be in some of the ads? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. So she's had a rap song that's current, and she's had like a throwback sort of like punk pop rock song. I could see her doing, like, an 80s song, maybe. I'll just go with my hope that she will preview Ed's newest single in one of these ads. Oh, my ads. God. <laughs> Activity. Hearing your best friend's soon-to-be Grammy-winning new album. <laughs> I think because she just said it in the question video. I don't think it's coincidence. I think you're so vain, Carly Simon. Yeah, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Also, she mentions, which we'll talk about again more when we recap this interview, but that the first song she ever learned guitar on, she said, was Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. I could see her doing that, too. Yeah, that would be cool. Because I'm sure they also want to pick songs that aren't too alienating that like most of the general public will all respond to. Mm-hmm. And they probably want to show that through Apple Music, you can hear not just new songs. True. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. I'm very excited, though, to see whatever Taylor has for this line of ads that she's releasing with Apple Music. I can't wait to see what she she comes up with. Obviously, she's, like we said, very creative. So So now we get to see a little bit more of Taylor's creativity through some of her older tweets. Our first one comes from April 16th, 2009. Taylor simply wrote, writing messages through a window. And I'm pretty sure this means that she was filming the... You Belong With Me video and was writing those messages on the paper that she does back and forth. Oh, that's what that is. I was very confused reading this. Mm. That's funny because the Jimmy Eat World Apple ad sort of reminded me of the You Belong With Me music video. Oh, okay. Just her like dancing and grooving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on April 17th of 2009, Taylor tweeted, getting ready to go to prom in a music video. So that was also in reference to the You Belong With Me music video. That's still, I I gotta say, it's still one of my favorite music videos she's ever done, just by the way. Well, it's the most creative, well, maybe not the most creative, but it's very creative and it's definitely one of the most fun. Yeah, absolutely right. It's a classic. It's iconic. It's Taylor Swift. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) At the time, artists didn't have the same person doing different people, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That was cool with the dark hair. and. Well, our next one comes from April 18th of 2010. And she said, in my bed, assign photos to each contact in my phone so that if or when they call, their face will pop up. It's Vegas. you got to push the limit. <laughs> <laughs> our next one is from April 18th of 2010. One of my favorites that I always laugh at when I see it. I just drove past Brad Paisley jogging down the side of the road. I roll down the window and scream, run, Forrest, run. I live for little <laughs> moments like that. <laughs> that is too funny. Could you imagine if you witnessed that in person, just like Taylor driving 
some SUV, see Brad Paisley jogging towards you, and then Taylor just starts screaming at Brad. <laughs> just like zoom away. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Anyway, our next one uh, is another funny tweet uh, from a few days later, April 21st, 2010. Taylor tweets, forgot to close the drapes last night, so the sun came up this morning at 6 a.m. like, hey, wake up. And I was all, no, drapes equal closed. (laughs) And man, she's really on a roll here in April with these funny tweets. The next one is from April 23rd, 2012. Sitting in my kitchen, listening to music, don't want to go to bed, was in the studio tonight, writing tomorrow. Should I go to bed? Okay, I will. (laughs) Some things never change. She still is always up late when she should be in bed. On April 18th, 2013, Taylor tweeted, This is my equivalent to a dragon guarding treasure, and it's the great photo of Meredith beside her guitar. (laughs) In her cat carrier, no less. Wasn't this the first time we saw the actual Meredith cat carrier? I could be wrong, but if not, like in the airport or something, but I just think that thing is so funny. You see Meredith peeking out. (laughs) And our last one comes from April 23rd of 2015. I got to be the editor for Glamour UK this month. It was so much fun writing these pieces. That was cool because she actually authored those little articles. It's always good to see Taylor write articles like when she did the Wall Street Journal and this. Yeah, anyway, I agree with you, Adam, totally about all these tweets. April seems to be the best time for all of Taylor's funny tweets. I don't know. So hopefully in the next, uh, I don't know, I don't know how much longer we have here, about a week, you know, we'll see what else Taylor comes up with. I guess, you know, April just being her on her break and, and all these things always. So, Well, now we're going to be moving into our news segment, Keeping Up With Swift. And as you heard from a couple of those older tweets, she was filming the You Belong With Me music video and you belong with me was released as a single seven years ago last week back in 2009 and then also the story of us was released five years ago in 2011 crazy i feel like story of us is one of those songs that never got enough credit i don't know if you guys agree it sort of had the style mishap i agree that's a very that's a really good analogy both great songs both great tour performances both songs that people were very glad were singles and then flopped due to lack of attention yeah but wasn't the story of us only released in the uk or was that just the music video Mm, i thought it was released u.s because i have a u.s single yeah they the u.s singles were in her store but i remember there were at least one or two of them that exclusively came out in the uk and i think the story of us was one of them mine did there's a Mine UK single, which I have. I remember for the Red album, she did the UK singles for a few different songs. Yeah, Everything Has Changed uh, the last time. I think that may have been it for Red. Yeah, maybe she did that for Speak Now, too. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. While we're on the topic of music videos, the beginning Again music video has now 100 million views and is Vivo certified. I'm kind of surprised it's only now just hitting 100 million views. You know, I kind of feel like that had the same problem as the two songs we just talked about. You know, and that's interesting that she say that because that was arguably the only, arguably, I think, the only true country single that she released from Red. Besides Red itself. Besides Red itself, right. Yeah, that's why I said arguably. I was like, eh, it's kind of poppy. I'm not sure how to classify that, but. It's not really country, but she did do it on the CMA Awards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. 
I feel like there was a lot of anticipation of the video and she was filming it in Paris and then it just sort of took a decline and didn't get promoted. When Taylor bleached her hair right before Coachella, she posted a photo of herself in a jacket that had a lightning logo on the back of it. And that logo has now been spotted on Calvin Harris's Twitter page. And he posted a photo of himself in the studio. And there was a baseball hat with that same logo on it. And so I don't really know if that means that will be the new logo for his new album. And Taylor was just spreading the word preemptively or maybe that means taylor will have something to do with his new album what do you guys think i think that's his new album i'm gonna go with the popular thing here i think it's probably his new album cover actually i'm gonna go out on a limb and say his album name too if i can lightning rod i'm just gonna call it right now okay taylor is i don't know she seems to to be very obvious about things that are going on in her in her recent life i don't know i'm just gonna take that from the 74 question thing what do you guys think yeah, I think like what Steph said, it's probably for promotion for him. Uh, whether or not there's any type of collaboration remains to be seen. I feel like I don't necessarily see it, her making an appearance on his album. I mean, I know he does songs with artists like Rihanna and Ellie Goulding, but I don't know if Taylor would want to be on an album like that. I don't know. I think I may have mentioned this on an earlier episode, but I do know that a couple months ago or so, I think it was not a direct quote from Calvin, but one of Calvin's, or a source, so it could have been made up, but a source close to Calvin saying, Calvin and Taylor are not going to collaborate. Calvin has collaborated with people he's dated in the past, and it didn't always turn out well, so he's not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she may have just been giving a hint, an early hint, and nobody caught wind of it until Calvin changed his Twitter so you heard it here first, people. Soundtrack Asylum, if you guys remember, that's Taylor's new album coming out that we're uh, officially guessing. Lightning Rod is Calvin's new album. <laughs> and Carly Simon <laughs> is going to be in one of these new Apple ads. If we hit all three of these, I think we have bragging rights for a century. <laughs> Hope so. And the driving playlist. <laughs> and the driving playlist, that's right. <laughs> so our last piece of news is about Taylor's 2017 calendar. As you all probably know, every year there's a calendar available on Taylor's website and other places with photos of her, obviously, for each month. So the 2017 one is going to be available to buy starting in August. And it has some really nice pictures, including some from the tour. So that's pretty cool because usually the calendar are just like the same group of promotional photos. Yeah, there were some new photos that I had never seen before. I do wonder, though, if Taylor stays with her bleached hair, whether it would be weird to have a calendar in 2017 with her old hair. Mm. (laughs) I feel like it's going to be fine. She's always had a hairstyle off. Yeah, it's just funny because the calendars, both versions are very 1989 era. And to think that it's still, it would be 2017, still the 1989 era. It's kind of cool, really. An album that was released in 2014. Well, speaking of calendars and Taylor and photo shoots and fashion-like things, it is time for our fashion segment now. Our very first piece of fashion news for you um, is from April 15th, 2016, where Taylor attended Coachella in Indio, California. And Taylor can be seen wearing a Creasa Crossback Drape Tank, and it's $110. 
And the next day, there was a picture posted of her from Coachella, and she was seen wearing a Sandrine Rose embroidered shirt in Joshua, and that shirt is $288. Later that night on April 16th, when Taylor went to Coachella, she wore a python choker, which is made by Aaron Dana, and it's $70, and she wore it around her ankle. So maybe it's adjustable, and you can wrap it. Well, earlier that day, Taylor attended Elliot Nicole's wedding in San Antonio, Texas, and she wore an Erickson Beeman Thunder in the Grass choker, which was $565 and is not yet available. And then she went back to Coachella. So this was April 17th, and she, for this outfit, had on a Jackie Ike. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's the S&H Fruit of Life choker with chain. With chain, not without chain. <laughs> and it is very affordable at $4,500. Oh wow. my god. Oof. That is insane. Taylor Swift bringing back the choker. If anyone could do it, Sherry brought back the Polaroid. That's a good point. She used to wear these chokers, I remember, very early on. The cheap plastic ones that used to get at, like, Claire's and places like that. No, she had one that didn't come off. I think it was, like, tied and knotted, not the ones that stretchy. Oh, really? Yeah, she had one that she wore, and then her mom told her she should take it off. And she's like, Mom, it doesn't come off. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and she's like, a knife? Or she goes, no, her mom said, scissors would take it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where was that from again? It was some type of, like, little documentary about Taylor. It was probably a vlog. It was a vlog. Yeah. Oh, it was a vlog. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, she's really about these chokers. I mean, the last three items that we did were all chokers, and her style is certainly changing with the choker and the blonde hair. Well, our next one uh, is from the actual Apple Music ad, the one where she is singing The Middle by Jimmy World. Uh, this is from April 18, 2016. And the dress that Taylor's wearing is a Theory Cayune Silk Slip Dress, $295. And our last one comes from the 73 Questions with Taylor Swift video that Vogue put out on April 19th. She was wearing a Reformation Maxwell coat in Minchin, $158, and a Reformation Avalon bodysuit, $78. So this was actually when they filmed it. The video came out this past week, but they filmed it before the Grammys, so probably February but in all of these outfits, or the majority of them from this week, have you guys noticed the theme is black and basically like either like a plunging v-neck or like plunging back? Well, I noticed the black. I don't know if I noticed the other two things. So in this bodysuit that we just discussed, if you look at it, it has like a deep V. Mm -hmm. And then the dress she wore in the Apple Music ad does also. And then the first outfit that we did... The Creasa crossback drape tank is like the same thing with like a cutout V in the back. Yeah, she's been really into black. It does suit her. It does look good on her. I'll give her that for sure. The thing is, is that even though she has this edgier look now, I think what she says is true. It's still not going to change who she is because I can only imagine once we see her starting to do like talk show interviews and things like that, she'll be the same like sweet, goofy Taylor that she's always been. Yeah, I think so. It's not like she's going to start like talking and acting punk rock or something. No, I think she just wants to evolve in terms of probably the style of her music and her look. Yeah, I agree. I think Taylor is always just going to be Taylor. I think she's just going to be, you know, like you said, Ashley, the sweet, goofy person that we all know and love. So 
Anyway, on that note, speaking of this sweet, goofy person that we all know and love, Taylor recently did, we mentioned this a couple times already on the episode, a 73-question video interview with Vogue. I'm sure you guys have seen these. These are all over the internet, all kinds of videos with all kinds of different celebrities, where did a little bit of a walkthrough through Taylor's house, and you got to see uh, a few rooms in her house, her, uh, her kitchen, her back patio, uh, some random guy sitting in a chair, and then her living room before they ended up uh, leaving. But anyway, and so they asked her 73 questions, almost like hot seat, kind of, you know, they just fired them at her. And the really cool thing about these videos is that they're all one shot. It's not, you know, uh, they don't clip scenes together, basically. It is, and I can't remember how long the video is now, but like 10 minutes long of just her, like in the camera following her through the house and her just like backpedaling and answering these questions. And I love that about these videos. I don't know if you guys agree or not. Yeah, it was really cool how it was one shot. Reminded me of the We're Never Ever Getting Back Together music video. Exactly. And, you know, that took them, I don't know how many tries. I think 18. 18, yeah. <laughs> like, they were so frustrated at how many times it had taken. But anyway, so we just kind of want to uh, hit the highlights of the, the questions for you guys. We just kind of wanted to talk about them and share with you guys some of our favorites. And if you guys wanted any of the listeners, you could send us what you guys thought were your favorites. So uh, I'm going to kick us off. There were two questions that my jaw almost dropped when she answered these questions uh, because I love the movie as well. And the, the first question was, what is something that recently moved you? And she said the movie, the Martian, which I, Oh, I was, you know, I was so excited. I don't, you know, I'm a big fan of all, the, all kinds of that stuff. And then the second question later on in the interview is again, she brought it up. What was the movie that made you cry your eyes out? And she said, the Martian. I thought that was awesome. I couldn't believe it. I like that Taylor has a, a little bit of a, yeah, you know, like a sci-fi kind of edge to her. So I thought that was really cool. I can tell you were very enthusiastic about that. I was. I was so enthusiastic. <laughs> I was. I was more than jazzed. Okay, I can't. I don't even have words to describe the level of jazzed I was. I love that movie too, but I didn't understand why it made her cry her eyes out. It was a touching movie. I'm not familiar with the movie. Oh, you're missing out. Matt Damon at his finest. Boom. The Martian. I guess I could see Taylor Moore crying her eyes out at Titanic or something. I could see that. You know, and like she said, too, well, I think we'll get to it, but uh, that her favorite movie was Love Actually. I think everybody knows that. So, I don't know, I could see her. I've never seen the movie, but I imagine it's kind of sad, probably, right? It's got to be something in there to jerk her a little bit. That's what the, most of those movies are like. But anyway, yeah, I was surprised at, at crying her eyes out, but I'm glad that she was touched and moved by this movie, so... Well, the interviewer also asked her a couple questions in a row about music. And he asked, what's the first song you learned to play on guitar? And her answer was Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Then he asked, what song took you the least amount of time to write? And she said, blank space, because I've written a lot of the lines down already in the year preceding the session. And then also, which song took you the longest to write? And she said, all too well, because it's a really emotional song, and I kept putting it down for months. Yeah, I think we could have guessed that one, because Taylor often said that all too well was a really long song, like 10 minutes, and she had to get Liz Rose to help her condense it. And the next question was one that I thought was really cute. I loved her answer. They said, who is your favorite teacher? And she said, my guitar player, Paul Sidoti, teaches me a lot on the road about piano and guitar. Yeah, that was cool. That is really cool. Because he's been with her so long that it's awesome that she's still learning from him. And then they also said, if you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? And Taylor said English. That's unusual to me. 
I'm glad that, you know, she picked a main subject. You know, hands down, I thought she'd pick, you know, more the elective style, either art or music or, you know, whatever, something like that. Yeah, I could see your answer being English, though, just based on the fact that English has a lot to do with writing and including poetry and... Oh, that's a good point, too. Poetry as well. Hmm. Well, the next line of questions are all about food, so I was really excited. (laughs) He asked, what's your favorite beverage? She said coffee. What's your favorite food? And she said, well, if if we're just saying, like, what I wish I could eat every day and calories didn't count, it's chicken tenders, which I thought was hilarious. I would really like to know where Taylor's favorite chicken tenders would be from, because I remember at the secret session, people saying that there were chicken nuggets that were really delicious. (laughs) There were at the little, uh, you know, at the little catered table. That is a good question, Ashley. Yeah, I'd like to know, you know, if she stops by a fast food place to get some chicken tenders once in a while, if it's McDonald's or Wendy's or somewhere else. She seems like a Chick-fil-A person. I would agree. That's true. Probably because coming from the South or, you know, Tennessee, it's really popular there. Well, then he asked, what would you order at a drive-thru? And she said, cheeseburger, fries, and a chocolate shake. What is the best birthday cake you've ever had? And she said it was from Milk Bar. It was for my 25th birthday, and it was so good, even Jay-Z raved about it. And then he asked, what is the last thing you baked? And she said a gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate cake. And then the last thing he said was, what is one thing you need to have in your fridge at every given time? And she said hummus weirdly, which I thought was really weird. And the question about the drive through that sounds like it's right up in and out alley with the cheeseburger fries and chocolate shake. Yeah, one thing that's funny about that is Taylor has been very consistent with that. When she's asked that question, it's always the same. But I remember in the past, somebody asked her what she always has to have in her fridge, and the answer was Diet Coke. She's never said hummus, so that's a new thing that she's into, I guess. Now sales of hummus will just increase exponentially. Not from me. Well, Taylor was also asked about her favorite TV show that is currently on the air, and she said Dateline, which is always an interesting show. I'm surprised she didn't say Grey's Anatomy, because that show's still going, isn't it? Right. That's a good point. Or Empire. Does she watch Empire? Yeah. Yeah, I guess she does. Dateline, she's always on spot with those. She loves those, either real world or, you know, not not the TV show, the real world, uh, like real world type TV shows. Dateline 2020. Not necessarily news shows either. I mean, um, you know, Law and Order fits in that category. Shows with that sense of realism to them. Well, the next question was one that people really loved because she had said the same exact thing years ago. And it's always nice to see when things don't change. They asked, if you had a superpower, what would it be? And she said, healing people. But she has to realize that she does heal people in different ways. I know she's talking about probably making cancer go away or other terrible diseases, but she has her own way of healing people. Absolutely. And the one after that was also something that we touched on earlier in the episode. They said, if you weren't a singer, what would you be doing? And she said, I might be in advertising. Coming up with slogans and concepts is the same as hooks and songs. And one thing I find interesting about that is that, as I said, I studied advertising and most people that go into the field are usually either good at the writing part of it or like the design part of it, not both. But Taylor's great at both. She can paint, she can draw, 
She can do everything. Well, our next set of questions, they ask her, can you show me a really cool or bizarre talent? And we already knew this, I think, at least a lot of us. She answers, well, I'm well aware that this is not a talent, but this is the only thing I can do. And she kind of holds out her arms and she goes, I had double jointed elbows. They're weird. And he goes, yeah, those are kind of weird. And then they ask her, uh, what's something that you can't do? And she says, I can't do a cartwheel or a handstand. Me either. I just recently tried to do a cartwheel and I used to do them all the time. Can't. When I think of that question, it just reminds me of the Shake It Off music video when she's doing the all the cheerleading and things. It's kind of doing the awkward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the interviewer asked her, what's the best compliment that you've ever received? And she said that I'm generous. And then he asked, what's the best gift you've ever received? And she said, my boyfriend planted an olive tree in my yard for Christmas. People were really into this answer. People were researching olive trees, and apparently there's a lot of information about them out there. I guess they live for a really long time. Then she was asked, what is the one habit you wish you could break? And she says, when I'm sitting, I just do this with my leg, and she's shaking her leg. She says, people think I'm nervous, and then they get nervous, then everybody is nervous. I do that with my leg, too. I do that constantly. I read about it before. I guess it has something to do with when, and especially men will do this, too, but they'll they'll fidget, too, which I kind of do, and I, like I said, I do it with my leg. But the idea is that uh, as long as something is constantly moving and then kind of relaxes whoever is doing it as they're multitasking slash like thinking about whatever it is that's currently going on as they're engaging with it. So I don't know if that makes sense or not, but anyway, it's something that calms down whoever is doing it, I guess. So our next question is, do you have any nicknames? And I thought this was a really interesting answer. Uh, Taylor answers, yeah, my brother calls me Teffy. Teffy, I wonder where that came from. Yeah, I didn't know that. Was that like like a young Austin, like you know, two year old Austin calling his older sister Teffy? Like, is that is that what that is, or does it actually mean something? Is it from you know? I wonder. Yeah, that's a good question. It could be from when she was little. It sounds like he still calls her that though. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's been an inside family thing. It's pretty cool though. I like it. Mm -hmm. Taylor was also asked, "What makes you laugh no matter what?" And she said, Kevin Hart. And then she was asked, what does creativity mean to you? And she said, creativity is getting inspiration and having that lightning bolt idea moment. And then having the hard work ethic to sit down at the desk and write it down. She does have a ton of creativity, so she has a lot of those lightning bolt moments. And she's always said that whether it's in the middle of the night or on a plane or in a bathroom she'll always stop like when she gets the idea and make sure to write it down i think she should release those on the next album just by the way you know as she does when you know at least for 1989 where she released the recordings the actual voice recordings i want to see her notebooks i think those are very fascinating to look at the lyrics that she's handwritten you know sometimes we'll see pictures of those or uh you know scribbles everywhere i'd like to see those that'd be kind of cool well the next question had a really funny answer. And the question was, I found out that Nicole Kidman swims with sharks. What's the most adventurous thing that you've ever done? And Taylor answers, watching Shark Week. <laughs> I think she's done more adventurous things than that, though. So the next question they asked her, what's your favorite lyrics of all time? And this ties into why I predicted that one of the Apple ads is going to be You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Taylor answers, I had some dreams. There were clouds in my coffee. That was cool. The people who were lucky enough to see 
Taylor and Carly at Gillette Stadium during the Red Tour. We're very lucky. Oh, I know. Seriously. Taylor knows. Taylor knows who that song is about. I want to know. <laughs> and then they asked, what is your spirit animal? And I think people probably have thought she'd say cat, but she actually said a dolphin because they are very social. They travel in groups. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Dolphins are also very intelligent. And then they also asked, what advice would you give to anyone who wants to become a singer? And this was kind of funny. She said, get a good lawyer. I did think that was pretty funny when she said that. And I'm sure it's probably <laughs> very true as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Then she was asked, well, what was the most difficult song to perform on stage and why? And she said, the song I wrote called The Best Day, that is about my mom. It's just hard to sing because it makes me so emotional. So then they said, if you could raid one woman's closet, who would it be? And she said, Blake Lively. And that's cool because they were just recently shopping together in Australia. And she definitely has very good style. She does. And so then they said, what's your favorite fashion trend of all time? And she said, high-waisted stuff which, as you guys probably remember, was the theme of the Red Era. Right. She wore a few high-waisted things for 1989. Hopefully she'll continue a little bit. I bet she'll still have some high-waisted swimsuits this summer. Yeah, it's a good style. And then they said, besides your phone and wallet, what's a couple must-have items? And she said, I have this lavender antibacterial hand spray. Whenever me and my friends are in a public bathroom, we have to wait in line at the sink to wash our hands. I'm like, no, check it out. And everybody's like, thanks, girl. Why can I not see Taylor and her friends in a public bathroom? I can't. <laughs> so if I'm ever out like at a restaurant and I see her, I'm just going to come up and be like, can I borrow your lavender antibacterial hand spray? There's too long of a line in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last fashion-related question was crazy. Because if you guys remember, last week's episode, we were talking about the Met Gala. And this episode, 151, was recorded prior to this video being released. And the theme of the Met Gala is basically fashion in the age of technology. And so I said very intelligently that <laughs> I thought Taylor would dress up like a robot. For the Met Gala. And so they asked her, what will you be wearing to this year's Met Gala? And she said, I'm going to be dressed as a robot and I'm going to carry a sword. Wow. <laughs> that was a pretty spot on prediction. I have to hand it to you. I don't know if it was a joke or serious though. I know. I can't wait to see what she's going to wear now. Uh, that is so funny. Well, we will see next week. It's coming up already. It's on May 2nd. But hopefully Ashley's right. It would be interesting to see taylor as a robot or doing the robot either one well the interviewer asked taylor what is something you will not be doing in 10 years and she said i'll be 36 i really hope that i'm not stressed about the idea of approaching 40 i hope that aging is not something that really freaks me out which hopefully not and then they also asked, what do you think is the most important life lesson for someone to learn? And she said, karma is real, which was a definitely a popular one. I think people like that one. 
And then getting towards the end of the interview, the interviewer asked her, what can you say in another language? And she said, I can count to 10 in German. And she counted to 10 in German really fast. And I'm not even going to attempt it because I would mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fast. And there are quite a few other languages that she's definitely learned phrases from because she uses them on tour. Right. Yeah, every every country that she goes to, right, she at least says some type of phrase in whatever the, the native language is, right? Right. Well, this one I thought was really funny. They ask her, what's one goal you are determined to achieve in your lifetime? And her answer was, I really want an honorary doctorate degree because Ed Sheeran has one. And I feel like he looks down on me now because I don't have one. <laughs> I thought that was great. I didn't know that Ed had one. I don't know that either. I wonder who uh, awarded it to him. I don't know. It's kind of funny because when they were songwriting, I remember that thing when, when they were songwriting together and Taylor's like, ah, oh, no, I don't think it's going to go here. And then Ed's like, yeah, I think it will. And then Taylor goes, well, I have a Grammy. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, <laughs> I feel like he can use this now. <laughs> That's so true. I have 10 Grammys. Well, I have a doctorate. Okay, Ed, you win. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last question was, what is your favorite scented candle? And Taylor said the Byretto Treehouse candle, which unfortunately we looked up and is $80 for a candle. Only 80 And some fans noticed, fans are so perceptive, but they noticed that Calvin actually has this candle, I think in his studio or something. Yeah, there's a photo he Instagrammed from his studio where that candle is sitting on a shelf. People are so observant. I don't know how people pick these things up. But... <laughs> I feel like Taylor should have her own candle. She should. I think she should by now. Mm -hmm. So that about does it for this massive interview that she did with Vogue. Now, we didn't go through all the questions. We just kind of picked out, you know, a pretty good chunk of the highlights, but... If you guys had any favorites or any that we missed uh, or anything you wanted to add to whatever we shared with you guys, please feel free to email us, contact us. And just a few reminders for you guys, please press the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download our latest episode for you automatically each week. And on top of that, if you would um, also leave us a five-star review and a rating, that would be most helpful to us. Um, it definitely helps other people find our podcast and help listen to it. So that, please, that would be great. And so if you guys did want to contact us though, you can find us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. Our Tumblr is swiftcast13.tumblr.com. You can find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash theswiftcast13. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Or you can find all of these ways to contact us through our website, swiftcast13.com. So what do you guys think Taylor will do next week? What do you guys think? Well, as we were recording, I guess there was a snapshot of Taylor going to Coachella. And Calvin's supposed to have a special guest. And last week, Adam predicted that Taylor would be a special guest. So Adam, you think this might be the week? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a very bold prediction. And she was obviously there in the crowd with a bunch of her friends, and including... Martha and Soraya and Brittany and her husband and Todrick, I think, was there. They were just enjoying the show. So I bet they're just going to go back to Coachella this evening as we record and watch Calvin's set again. Well, I also think Ashley will be right about the robot for the Met Gala, which is coming up. And I think that same day, 
actually so the apple ad would be released potentially the same day as the met gala and i think that will be the driving ad playlist you think i think so because it was filmed in early april should be ready or no it wasn't it was filmed in early march so it should definitely be ready by now Mm -hmm. it's been a while i think because this is a very popular trend on snapchat either taylor or austin are gonna try and face swap with each other and post a photo of it (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one i'm surprised (laughs) she hasn't done anything with face swap yet Haley and i face swapped yesterday and apparently we have the same face (laughs) indistinguishable (laughs) well my prediction at least for the apple music ad i think the theme anyway you know barring carly simon i think she's gonna be one of these ads but Next week, I'm going to go ahead and call Classic Taylor, I'm going to say, romancing as one of these themes for this ad. I don't know with who or what, but I think Calvin might be involved. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited, though, whatever whatever she ends up doing. Well, thanks very much for listening, everyone. For episode 152 of Swiftcast, this has been Nate. Adam. Steph. Ashley. And Haley. And Nate. We'll see you next <laughs> week, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.